please be advised. We will be discussing subjects that may not be suitable for all audiences, and will include subjects that some will find challenging, traumatic, or triggering. Welcome to You Don't Fight Alone, a podcast sharing the stories of those of us successfully living with mental illness and how we got there. rock bottom was around, I would say like 2014. And um, for all, by all accounts, I should have been like having a great time with life. I had uh, just gotten married and then just out of nowhere, I started falling completely apart Um, and it eventually got to the point where it was a struggle for me to um, maintain personal hygiene, to uh, keep my apartment clean, to do laundry. Uh, My name is Kaylee Deller and as of right now, my diagnosis is Um, depression and anxiety. Uh, My pill bottles, some of them say depression with anxiety and some say anxiety with depression. At one point we flirted with a bipolar 2 diagnosis, uh, but then my psychiatrist that I ended up going to after my uh, regular PCM was like, no, you definitely don't have bipolar. So that's that's not a thing we're going to do. So time for another change of meds. I would call into work uh, just because I just could not get out of bed that day. And I slept as much as possible during my off time just so I wouldn't have to deal with uh, my brain. And um, I gained about 50 pounds because I eat my feelings. So that was a very dark place. And um, it was the first time, well, Actually, upon reflection after a while, I've realized it wasn't the first time I had suicidal thoughts. Um, But I would envision just going into work, which wasn't the most satisfying work, but I had a great supervisor. Um, I would imagine going into work and just like shooting myself in my cubicle or something. Mind you, I've never touched a gun in my life. I hadn't then, and I still haven't. Um, They actually kind of scare me, (laughs) to be completely frank. And, uh, but it always went to a gun. And uh, at the time, my husband was stationed in Japan. He's in the Navy. And so he would be um, out to sea on a ship. And the only contact I would have with him is the occasional email. And uh, so it was really hard to be conveying to him via email. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about killing myself. We just got married less than a year ago, so, and you weren't dealing with this with me, like, before we got married.
I would wear clothes that hadn't been washed to work. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I would use my lunch breaks to just crawl under my desk and nap in the dark. And yeah, I, I tried hiding it to begin with, but uh, toward, toward the end of my tenure, that particular job, I just didn't care anymore and crawled under my desk, covered up with a blanket. And uh, I would also sit at my desk trying to do work with like a hood up to try to just keep the world away. Hood up, blanket up. But I tried to go to work as much as possible because I needed to. I needed my insurance. Um, I needed the paycheck. And uh, I didn't have anything to fall back on. So I f forced myself to go. Um, even if every day as I went into work, I uh, was filled up with dread the closer and closer I got to my job. I eventually figured that I should seek out help. Um, so I turned to my, uh, my doctor, my uh, general physician. And um, the whole time I was in Michigan and working with that particular doctor, it never really felt like he fully believed me, I guess. Um, when I tried to explain what was going on, because I'm really good at, like, faking it. <laughs> um, and it's, so it's really hard for me to turn it off when I go to the doctor, because um, I'm so good at putting on uh, that facade. Uh, but then I did end up going to, um, like, a kind of talk therapy. It wasn't with, um, like, a psychiatrist or psychologist it was with the uh with a social worker was who was at this particular clinic that my insurance covered at the time um and it was kind of helpful just to talk things out but at the same time I don't think uh we were just looking at things as being um situational and not something more relocated to Colorado and I was like all right so fresh start I'm finally living with my husband for the first time ever um, moving to Colorado you know it's a great adventure and I got here the first job I found was a really good fit and it still you know the first few months I was great it was awesome. But then I started to start spiraling down again. Um, 
and having bad mental health days. Uh, and so that's when I realized that I needed to do something and that this was more than just uh, a situational thing. My mom had a, a master's in counseling, so I grew up like hearing about like how to, you know, think through things and, oh, you know, sometimes, you know, your brain just doesn't work the way usual brains work and just learning to be okay with uh, things being different for people and uh, having to cope with things differently and maybe having to seek out help sometimes and that it's okay to seek out help for things. So luckily I didn't have that hurdle that I'm sure a lot of people do uh, just from uh, my upbringing. And my biggest concern was just finding something that would actually help me uh, consistently and something that I would be able to stick with and be able to afford. So um, I talked to my new doctor um, about my history, uh, drugs I had been on before, what worked, what didn't work, and um, almost immediately um, my doctor was like, all right, let's, let's pick up where you left off. Uh, try what was working for you before what you were taking last and we'll go from there and what immediately made me feel better was like I felt like I finally had a doctor who believed me um, I don't know if part of it was a difference between going from a male doctor to a female doctor I don't know if that might have been part of it um, even just subconsciously for me um, but at no point um, did she ask me oh, do you really feel that way? Or like, were you really thinking that? She would actually dive in and ask more questions about how I felt instead of being dismissive, um, continually trying to come up with uh, new ways to approach things. Um, and then eventually referring me over to outpatient psychiatry. So I've been working with the same psychiatrist um, for a little over a year or so, we started off with um, working on what meds I was taking, which has been a work in progress the last like almost two years now, it feels like, um, whether changing medications or slowly tweaking the amount I'm taking. Um, I recently just had another increase in dosage for one of the medications I'm taking. Um, and... What we were doing was just like about every six weeks or so, kind of checking in, seeing how things were going, uh, evaluating if we needed to change medications or anything. And um, it got to the point where I was like, I, I, I feel like I still need something more. I need more than just meds. Um, like they kind of got me through for a while, but um, felt like I needed to do a bit more. So um, they referred me to um, this group group therapy where it was about, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, mindfulness, a mindfulness, uh, counseling. So being aware of what's going on, like understanding maybe like things that trigger emotions. Um, and also 
different strategies for helping yourself to maybe calm down in certain situations. Um, and I found it somewhat helpful, um, but still not entirely. So I actually just started a couple weeks ago um, some cognitive behavioral therapy uh, weekly with the same psychiatrist I'd been checking in with intermittently. For me, it's an accomplishment just to get through a given work day. Um, and I, I would love to do more. I, wanted, I want to be more active in the community. I'm trying to be more of a part of where I'm living now in Colorado, in Aurora. Um, but I, it's, it's such a challenge to just get through a given day. And by the time I get home, I just... I collapse on the couch and um, part of me dreads the next day just because I know it'll be a struggle to do it all over again, uh, just to stay awake the whole day from the expenditure of energy to keep up the, the face that I'm a functional adult who has nothing wrong with them and is not thinking about you know, maybe jumping in front of traffic or flinging themselves off the side of a, a third floor balcony or something at any given moment. Um, no, I'm totally fine. And I'm put together. I'm a professional. I can do things. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's something no, no medication's going to treat. That's the realization that that's just something I'm going to have to live with. And maybe I'm just going to have to eventually accept the fact that I simply cannot do all the things that other people are able to do. I mean, no one chooses to have their brain work the way it does. sincerely encourage people to be more open um, about what they're going through because I really thought I was very alone in what I was going through until I started opening up about it on social media. And then there were so many people that I knew who seemed like they had their shit together um, saying, oh yeah, me too. Um, and not just people who were experiencing the same thing as me, but other people too. People who um, were dealing with bipolar. People who were living with uh, borderline personality disorder. Just any kind of combination of diagnoses that I never knew about. Um, just like they never knew about me. And it it's created like this 
kind of unofficial network of support. Um, and you know that there's at least those people who will get it, even if they're not necessarily experiencing the exact same thing, they still have more of an inside perspective um, on what you're going through. I would say that looks can be deceiving because um, a lot of the people who are diagnosed with mental health issues um, of any kind are very high-functioning people um, who are very intelligent, capable people, um, talented, professional individuals. Um, So don't punish your friends. Um, Don't think that they don't like you. Don't stop inviting them to things just because you they've flaked out a hundred times. Because by excluding them, that's only going to make things worse for them. And um, just yeah, I everyone needs to just keep an open mind and listen. And um, expect the unexpected of people. A lot of us never saw our first breakdown coming. I didn't see my mental dam breaking coming. Um, because as I said, for, for all intents and purposes, I should have been feeling great at the time when I had my first real colossal breakdown or as I have liked to say in the past, when my brain broke. <laughs> and I feel like ever since I've, I've tried to, you know, rubber band it and whatnot back together, but it's never been quite the same since, since like 2014 when I just broke down and um, it's, it's been a far rougher ride since. And I don't know if it's just because I used up uh, my well of resilience as a teenager and as a college student. Um, or if I just became more in tune with myself and my inner workings and started to realize even more just how screwed up I was. Um, and maybe there's a lot of other people out there who have yet to make the same realization. Um, and also, uh, at the same time, the people who have realized it but still aren't comfortable being open about it, no matter how many of us decide that it's time to be open about it, no matter how much we chip, chip away at the stigma, um, it could be something as simple as pride for people. And not wanting to appear to have any kind of weakness if they perceive mental illness as weakness. Uh, Whereas, as I said, I I embrace my darker perspective on life. Um, 
I, I feel like I'm able to see more sides of an issue. I feel like embracing my diagnoses of depression, anxiety, whatever else may happen, um, has led to me being a more empathetic person. I would tell myself to be honest with myself and be honest with my friends and family about what I was going through. Because at the time, I saw it as a personal failing. Um, I saw it as um, as something that was a massive roadblock while I was just getting my actual adult professional life really going. Um, and I, I thought it was something to be ashamed of and to hide. Um, despite things that I was already telling myself about, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a mental illness, but it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, it's okay for other people and I support other people when they're going through it, but it's not right for me. Like it's not, that's not my life. Um, it's not something I want to personally be associated with. Um, but as soon as I started being more open about it, the easier it was to live with. And the more people I was able to connect with who understood. So I would tell myself to be as open and honest as early as possible. Um, because then it would be even easier to live with. For more information please visit youdon'tfightalone.org. You Don't Fight Alone is supported in part by MLH Services, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. For your marketing needs, mlh-services.com. The You Don't Fight Alone podcast is a production of You Don't Fight Alone Incorporated, produced and engineered by James Fisher and Keaton Lycom. The information presented by You Don't Fight Alone is not intended as medical advice. If you have mental health questions, please talk to a mental health professional.